Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship. Today, Remember I told you, we talked yesterday, and, and, I, and I've done this for a while, but I think I've been doing this show for four or five years. And, you know, we'll always talk about the crazy season of, of the unrealistic expectations of college football, college basketball coaches, the people that make decisions. Sometimes they just leave you scratching your head. Like the LSU football coaching search, just, it lets you baffled. Is to have mm-hmm. anybody with you know two brain cells to rub together could could do it that poorly. Uh, other would you see coming? I mean, you know, is a college coach, football or basketball? There's two types of guys generally: uh, those that have been fired or will be fired, having had been on both sides of that. I, I get that, and I'll give you an example for me. When we closed out at Southeastern Louisiana, we were really good. My first couple years there, the last two years there, we weren't very good. And uh, the head coach's contract was bought out, and they brought in new people. You hate to see that happen, but you sort of understood it. You know, you, you didn't win for two years like, like you should have. Uh, you were, as a matter of fact, just bad. And I can tell you a bunch of reasons for that. Were there injuries? And, and all that's true, but it doesn't matter. It matters what your record is. Well, I started getting phone calls and text messages uh, yesterday mid-morning, lunch. A friend of mine, Scott Cross, University of uh, Texas Arlington head coach, uh, in the Sun Belt, won the Sun Belt last year, got to the Sun Belt championship game this year, got beat by Georgia State in the title. I think they finished fourth. Uh, Over the last three years, they are 72 in 33. And I think they trail Houston is the winningest program in the state of Texas over that same period. So this is UTA. UTA has never been very good at basketball. For years, they played on a stage. They opened like a almost an eight million dollar arena a couple of years ago. Uh, long story short, they went to the NCAA tournament for the first time. Uh, they went with Scott Cross was a player, and then he took them there as a coach. So to say that he has raised the profile of that institution's basketball program would be uh, roughly akin to what Colonel Sanders did for fried chicken uh, in that area. Immensely respected. Uh, high school coaches, junior college coaches, players, his peers. So they bring him in last year after they won 27 games, including uh, – who all did they – who all have they beat? Uh, they, they won at Ohio State. They've won at Texas. They've won at St. Mary's. They beat BYU twice. I'm sorry, 82 and 33. Uh, I stand corrected. Um, yeah, they called him in last year like, look, we, we expect to go to the tournament every year. We expect to be, and I'm quoting the athletic director, like Gonzaga. 
For those of you that are driving down the road, please do not drive into a bridge embankment. Uh, I know we have some delusional people in our midst. Uh, Some universities, people obviously think higher of themselves. I, I get that. But to compare UTA to Gonzaga, uh, budgets, conferences, recruiting bases, etc., is the pit of asinine. And so yesterday, the athletic director has scheduled a meeting with uh, Coach Cross and his staff, and this is from all the reports, uh, brought them in, and they're going to go in the proverbial other direction. Because I'm quoting here with the AD. And, and, and I'm getting ready just to eviscerate this guy. Uh, so. And it will not be pretty, but uh, it's not designed to be. He, uh, <laughs> here was his quotes. Uh, by the way, 12 seasons, Scott Cross, 225-161, school's all-time leader in wins. Only coach in program history to finish with a above 500 winning percentage. All right, the only guy in the history of the school to have win more games than he lost, and he won quite a few more than what he lost. Uh, here was the Jim Baker, who is the athletic director, Jamie, and I'm going to give you his background in a minute. It's well, very. Remember the last Jim Baker that went, went made a lot of news, uh, spent a little time in prison for defrauding people of their money. So this is a good analogy here. Yes. Uh, yeah. Well, Jim Baker, the athletic director, uh, you're UTA. You should be happy. That's not our president. That's not me. We want to be the best at what we do. Our have, we have aspirations, and we get to the NCAA every year. That's what we want. Well, sure. Take a poll of anybody in America. They all want to get to the to the thing every year. You're in a one-bid league, you moron. Move them to the Big 12. Put the money in place. Move them even to the Missouri Valley. And it's a two-bid possible league. Other than that, Coach you're not getting there. You can be really good. Look how Lafayette was this year. Tech was a couple years ago. ULM a couple years ago. They're winning mid-20s games. It's not even a sniff or consideration. You know that. And so there was a, a, a meeting last year, and the the guy said, look, you, you got to get to the tournament every year. And then he even said this year, hey, if you'd have made the tournament, we probably wouldn't have uh, – would fire you, and incredible. Incre- the, the, reverber- the reverberation uh, around the players, the basketball community, Fran Franchilla, and, and there was a bunch of people out there, Fran Franchilla, ESPN guy, longtime coach. Scott Cross is 82 and 30, this is Twitter, 82 and 33 in the last three years at UTA, beat Ohio State, Texas, St. Mary's. AD thought they should be better. Last time I will ever step foot in that arena. Uh, I'm 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 basically dumbfounded, and I'm telling you this right now. And I, I know he wouldn't accept it, but if I'm Nick Bruno and, and Keith Richard, and I, my, I know he's probably not going to take it, but if he's got a little bit of money buyout from from Texas, I'm calling Scott Cross right now. I'm on the bat phone. I'm on every. I'm on the red well, phone. I'm on the phone Keith that's, that's to. Yeah, Keith Richard. Yeah, Keith, and I'm Keith saying, Richard I mean, does I'm, a, a really good job at ULM. I, I, they're, they're fine here. But uh, Scott's going to get some opportunity. No, no, no. No, uh, as, as a, an assistant to, to, till he gets his next head coaching job, to, to get into the Dallas Metroplex with a recruiter like Scott Cross, first of all, I, I totally 
I totally agree with everything you said about uh, Dr. Whatever Baker, the, the idiot at the uh, University of Texas at Arlington. You take a guy. Let me tell you something. There will be people. That's okay. There will be people lined up to take Scott Cross right now. It's, it's, uh, let me think of a, a now. Oh, oh, some guy named Porter Moser. Yeah. Right. Look where he is right now. So, well, and here's, know, I, here's I don't understand fallacy, this. Jamie. Here, here's the fallacy, is that everyone sees Loyola get to the Final Four. Everybody sees the upset, uh, Maryland-Baltimore County. Nobody in their right mind has ever compared their school to Maryland-Baltimore County prior to them beating Virginia. And you know what? Truth be known, they probably never will again. But it's the allure of, hey, look at all this publicity we're getting, and, and so let me give you the background of my athletic director here, all right? Back in the day, and I sound old because I am, athletic directors at, at the collegiate level or even in high school were former coaches, some more successful than others. But nonetheless, they had at least called a timeout, understood what it was to uh, you know, organize and coach and maintain a, a team or a squad or whatever particular sports they were doing. Typically, they were football or basketball guys. Uh, some you would have baseball, but, but primarily football, basketball guys. Uh, in high school around here, it's primarily football guys. There, there's some, some exceptions every now and then, but as a general rule. And so here's your issue. You have an athletic director, and he's probably a nice guy and goes to church and pays his taxes. Great. He has a career background in merchandising at the university level and running the concession stand. So he sells bobblehead dolls, T-shirts, and makes sure the popcorn machines are, are, are stacked. And all of a sudden, his vision is to be Gonzaga, is to be uh, an upper echelon mid-major program without putting the resources into the program. Uh, according to the reports, they ask, hey, look, we will try to be Gonzaga. We've got to have more money to be Gonzaga. We've got to recruit internationally. We've got to upgrade everything. Last time I checked, the Sun Belt and the conference Gonzaga in is in is a little bit different gig. Gonzaga didn't get there, like, overnight. So it's been a long process of constantly building, having the right people in place, having the right decision makers in place, and having the support. Again, Texas Arlington, let's be real clear. It's been a dumpster fire forever. This guy took it, straightened it out, won games, did it the right way, had a great rapport with everybody else, and you have the popcorn popper deciding he wants to be Gonzaga, and you have a president that's like, okay, whatever, and the president goes along with it. Uh, They're being eviscerated in the Metroplex media and nationally. Uh, word already is that uh, one of his University of Texas cohorts, uh, who's an assistant now in the Big 12, is already the shortlist guy for the position. A lot, of, So many of the players have come out, like, look, it's unbelievable. How do you fire somebody, Jamie, that's 72 and 33, or 82 and 33, according to Franchilla, for three years and say, we got to go in a different direction? Is this the height? Uh, now, if it's Phil Jackson, if it is Bobby Knight, if it's John Thompson, uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, they got a little bit of a 
they got skin in the game, so to speak. The popcorn popper and the bobblehead doll salesman is making this call. And people are good with that. It literally defies description. Well, Terry, people don't have to take our word for it. I'm reading. I'm looking right now at the Dallas Morning News, and I recommend everyone, if you've got a, a free moment, take a look at it. It's not our the top, and remember, UTA doesn't exactly dominate the headlines in the Dallas Fort Worth market. I mean, that's that's a given. But I mean, it's a it's a huge school, a good school with a beautiful arena, got a lot. It's a UTA Arlington has some resources, but this is, and I, I'm going to give you two headlines from Sports Day on the Dallas Morning Dallas Morning News. Quote. They made the mis- biggest mistake ever today. UT Arlington fires men's basketball coach Scott Cross. ESPN's Fran Franchilla, others, uh, on, on speaking of the firing of uh, UT Arlington head coach Scott Cross, candidates at UTA beware. I mean, when you've got this on the front page of the Dallas Morning World, excuse me, Dallas Morning News, dominating the sports for the next two or three days in the Metroplex and because you fired a coach like Scott Cross who was very successful at a place like UTA because you want to be Gonzaga. Pardon me for making a reference that got a lot of people upset, but I'm going to make it. The inmates are running the asylum. This is crazy. This is, and I'm not, you know, we get accused a lot of, of, of uh, falling on the side of coaches. Well, in this case, it's totally accurate. Scott Cross is built that program. They even built an arena with him. They used to play on the stage. You remember? It wasn't anything to write home about. So I've played on Scott that Cross stage many a time, Jamie. You certainly have. You've been, you know, down in the in the orchestra pit at the old old arena. Well, now they've got this beautiful new place. Uh, crowd. I mean, it's and all of a sudden you take this guy who built it. It be to me this is similar to what Richard has done at ULM, built the program from a dumpster fire to where they were, and get it to at least, I mean, he hasn't had the record Scott Cross, but he had a pretty tough gig, too, to bring this back to respectability. That would make any sense right No, no, I'll tell you that. I'll I'll go off on that when we come back. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Foxx. It's the Sports First edition (laughs) of The Edge today. This segment brought to you appropriately enough by Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney, law tremendous North Louisiana attorney, specializing in criminal defense, wealth, death, personal injury, whatever you need. Bobby's the man for you. Give him a call, 318-324-1411. Bobby Manning, attorney, law. Back in a minute. And welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Walter, Jamie Foxx, Scorched Earth edition of The Edge. This segment brought to you by our friends at Jimmy Cooley, reminding you of an incredibly worthwhile cause, Louisiana Special Limits. You're welcome to weigh in on this one. Uh, with text as well, 888-993-7762, 888-993-7762, which is the Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union text line. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. I've got uh, I've got my phone and our text line sort of blowing up, my personal phone blowing up. I've got uh, people in South Louisiana, Dallas, Fort Worth, Houston, and Denver, Colorado that are listening today. And you guys are welcome. Uh, if you're having trouble picking the station up, you can go to the App Store down and search the Red Peach Media app and find Sports Talk 97.7. It's a free deal. You can listen anywhere in the world. So uh, we can we can really upset you in all parts of the globe, Jamie. I mean, that, that that's pretty good. Well, we can reach out and make you angry uh, in Afghanistan, right? So pretty impressive. 
Speaking of angry, and a bunch of people are, uh, are raised in on this one, um, UT Arlington the first couple of years, I had a, another uh, employee, I'll just put it like that, of an institution just text me. because you remember Cross's first couple of years, he coached on the stage at UTA. Now, if you've never seen the stage at UTA, uh, Sports Illustrated called it the most unique place in America to play college basketball. Uh, and it was. It was literally a stage up on a, uh, on a platform, and the chairs for it were in the audience. It was, you looked up upon the stage and watched them play basketball. Uh, not a very good place to recruit to. It looked like a bad junior high facility. Yet he was competitive. They were good. Uh, I played on that stage many a time, coached on that stage. They opened College Park. It's about an $8 million facility, I believe. Uh, a couple years ago, and, you know, they've been at the top of the Sun Belt or near the top for, a, you know, pretty much all of his tenure there. And so firing him, certainly interesting. Uh, again, your athletic director is a career bureaucrat. I'm sure he's a nice guy, but he's a career bureaucrat. Uh, wanting to be, and again, this is going to get coaches fired. This is just the first one. All these upsets, they're going to get coaches fired because you have delusional people that are in positions of power. And so it's almost better if you, you know, you, you're a victim of your own success, your own expectations. So, Jamie, before, now you were going to ask me, what were you going to ask me about ULM? You, you made a couple of things there. What, what exactly were, and, and I'll talk about that. I'm not saying that ULM should fire Keith Richard, not in the least, but... I'm making the equation between the two programs that, you know, Scott Cross took over a dumpster fire at UTA. Keith Richard took over the ULM program with all the APR sanctions and everything. But, no, I'm just saying if I'm Keith Richard, who has an opening right now, or two openings on his staff, uh, I know that Scott Cross probably doesn't want to be an assistant. But if he needs a gig and they can come up with a couple hundred thousand or, you know, and he's probably getting a payoff from UTA if he's just looking to work right now and trying to, I mean, I keep him in the game and say, hey, you know, come here for a year or two until something else opens up from a head coaching perspective. Uh, That likely, uh, Jamie, is, yeah. I know it's not going to happen, but but I'm just saying, but I'm just saying, here's my point, Terry, in that, you know, a guy like this, you know, who's got all the ties and connections in, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area or Texas as a whole. I mean, you know, you got to at least make the phone call and, and let him turn it down. But you got a guy here that really is – I mean, Fran Franchilla, those people, they don't talk about this. I mean, maybe maybe we're just delusional ourselves, Terry, and that Rick Pitino is fixed to be named the head coach at UTA. I know there could be things worse in the world, but, uh, hey, I mean, he's he's looking for work right now and can't seem to get a bite anywhere like Georgia. So you're right. I mean, I I, I really do, for the first time I've ever really kind of talked to you over, I'm beginning to see the craziness of this profession when you can, and I felt bad, you know, I felt sorry. I, I'm still feeling sorry for myself for my 21, 27-year 20, gig in corporate America and other places where I've either been let go or, you know, whatever. Um, the person I'm really feeling for this morning is Scott Cross. And, yeah, he made a lot of money, but he worked his tail off and built a program into a consistent contender. Um, 
with limited resource, more limited resources than Gonzaga even, and about know, ten million dollars. I mean, yeah. people yeah. look. Maryland, Baltimore County, folks. Maryland, Baltimore County was a fluke. It happened. Everybody's glad that it happened. The sixteen-one. Ooh, we're all celebrating that. They played okay in the second round and got beat. That's a fluke. Uh, you look at Loyola Chicago. This has been a work in progress for three to four years for Porter Moser, starting back with the CBI when they played ULM in the finals of the CBI, and it was that series. And I think uh, Chicago, Loyola Chicago, beat them uh, three straight games, very highly competitive games. Uh, that was a great march for ULM in postseason through that, the culmination of the rebuild uh, at ULM. And, and, again, I'll be the first to tell you, I think Ryan Cross and Keith Richard have done a phenomenal job at ULM. Scott Cross inherited a bad program, a historically bad program at UTA, and I was around it when he did. All right, we played him every year. I, I know those guys very, very well. They're friends of mine. I understand that pro. It was just a lethargic program, Jamie. Nobody really mm-hmm. cared one way or another. It was okay, you know. Uh, Northeast Louisiana University had a very proud heritage going back. Uh, Lenny Fan, you know, Coach right. Biney, Hollis. Coach Hollis. Yeah. I mean, this this, this thing had a a reputation of being very successful going back to Lanny Johnson way back in the day. Through Calvin Nat, uh, through the, the Vining Schubert era, uh, Keith Richard was there for a while as assistant. So this is a program that actually dominated the Southland Conference from the latter part of the 80s to the mid-90s. And when I say dominant, they went to the NCAA tournament. Uh, Casey Jones, the Watson coach, extraordinary point guard that played there. Uh, went head-to-head with Duke in the first round. Uh, they played uh, Tim Duncan and Wake Forest in the NCAA tournament. They beat Arkansas in Little Rock. Uh, that's what Arkansas was really good with Nolan Richardson. So this is a Scotty program. Scotty Thurman. Yeah. Yeah, that, that had uh, exceptional history. But after Mike Vining was uh, unceremoniously pushed out the door, which was another travesty in my opinion, uh, they bring in a coach and basically they train wreck the program. And you can say it was this or that. They train wreck the program not only as players – but the APR. So when Keith Richard walked into the door, he wasn't walking into a, a you know, like if a tornado hits a house and they have to rebuild a house. Well, you start with a foundation because the foundation is always usually pretty deep. Richard walked in the door. There was no foundation. There were, there were bomb marks in the foundation. Yep. It was awful. So for a couple of years, they do nothing but work on APR. Nobody in their right mind is going to come here that can play because you're out of the NCAA tournament consideration. You're not going to win. And so they get hammered for a couple of years. And let me tell you something else. Mike Krzyzewski would not have done better. Nobody exactly. would have done better. It was the way it was set up. And then slowly but surely, they dig out of the APR issues, which is a tribute and a credit to Richard and Ryan Cross. Uh, Lonnie Cooper was there. And so it's a a tribute to those guys. And then they start putting pieces of recruiting classes together. And, again, you want to talk about a recruiter? There's very few in the business better than Ryan Cross. Ryan Cross puts the pieces together. Keith Richard, they all get together. 
And for a couple-year period, ULM was really, really good. They dropped a year or two ago, not as good as what it had been. Uh, this year they started struggling early, and they came on like gangbusters uh, in the money part of the season. So they are actually probably playing and coaching at a much higher level than what is thought of as ULM basketball. And so much different level uh, that, that they're dealing with. So it's not the same job as at UTA. Uh, UTA is a, is a better job in some ways. It's a worse job in others. The academic requirements to get into UTA, very similar. A lot tougher to get into UTA than it is Lafayette. A lot tougher to get into Monroe than it is in Lafayette. Don't let them kid you. Damn I know right. we all spin it. That's the truth. And I've heard that from people that know what they're talking about. So, again, what are your expectations? Are they realistic? I mean, you know, I want to play point guard in the NBA, but I'm 50 years old, six foot tall, and fat. Well, but I really want to play. Well, it's not happening. Um, you know, so you take uh, the elephant. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. The athletic director coming out on record, I want to be Gonzaga. We should go to the tournament every year. Chief, they, you know, I'll tell you this, we need to go to break. They should drug test the athletic director. Forget drug testing the students. Drug test the athletic director because that hey, is delusional while you're at it. beyond delusional. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7, Sports Scorched Earth Edition. Uh, if you run drug tests, let me know, and I'll forward those to my people at UTA. Uh, this time we're brought to you by President Jimmy Cooley, running a sport of worthwhile cause, Louisiana Specialist. Back in a minute. And welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7. Jerry Walter, Jamie Fox. Sorry on the uh, on the text line this morning. My computer here, uh, I don't know if it's the computer or the internet or, or probably both, uh, a little bit slow. Uh, Ethan said, I hope nobody takes the job. It's ludicrous. It's slapping the place to players as we we're telling them that they should have won more. Uh, yeah, somebody's going to take the job. Uh, we will all do that. Uh, FS, UTA, AD should be required to be submit blood, saliva, and hair samples immediately. Yeah, I sort of agree with that one as well. Uh, Richie says, hey, you never realized how good you had it until what you had is gone, or in this case, ran off. It's like a Motley Crue song. Uh, what, was the, what was the name of the song, Don't Know What You Got Till It's Gone? Uh, Scott Cross's Let's Miles All Over Again. Yeah, just bizarre stuff. I mean, you know, just pure and simple. I've sort of beaten this one up today. I really went off on the guy uh, as the athletic director. And is, could there be more? I don't know. I read the read the press releases of both of them. And the athletic director's or the school's response, understand how schools work. The legal department's crafted the response for the school. In the press release, hey, he's done nothing but good, high character, high moral value. Uh, it was written with a legal spin to it. Scott Cross released a statement last night. Uh, you want to talk, take the high road? Go read that guy's statement. I'd like to thank everybody. We're really proud of what we did. The kids we impacted. A record, the fact that they took a, a doormat of a program and made it uh, highly respectable. Look, they went on the road, folks, the last couple of years. On the road. Beat BYU twice. Beat one at St. Mary's. One at Ohio State. I think beat Texas twice. Yeah, it's not good enough. Got to be kidding. Uh, well, crazy things going on, man. Crazy things. And it's going to get worse, Jamie. As we get saw. away yeah. from coaches becoming athletic directors and hire bureaucrats that 
only understand the dollar side of it or what they perceive to be the dollar side of it, it's going to get worse. And, well, and it, you know, I'm not sure anything gets better. And we talk about college football, college basketball kind of being a bad job. It's, it's a, it's a, I won't use the expletive word, but it, it, it is a, a stinky business in a lot of ways. And this is just a great example um, of that. And yet you're going to have people lining up. Tubby Smith had a quote one time. He said, you know, if a head college basketball coach jumps off the 100th story of the Hilton, this was at a Final Four, if a head college basketball coach jumps off the 100th floor of the Hilton, you'll have five people asking about his job before he hits the floor. A lot of truth to and that. And it's just yeah. a nomadic lifestyle. I mean, it's just, it, it, it is what it is. And, you know, uh, we have the, the underdogs coming up with Loyola. Everybody's fired up about that. Let me ask you a question. What if Loyola wins this thing? Well, I think it's, it's, it's proof that, number one, if you stick with a guy, like Porter Mosier, who has been, who was, by the way, how's the uh, how's the guy at Illinois State feeling right now, or the Kansas AD, who you know there's a possibility, uh, you know, if Loyola can get by Michigan, which is going to be very difficult, but and then they face Kansas in the final. Porter, how would that? You talk about sweet revenge. Imagine Porter Mosier being able to beat the man in the team, or the the man that fired him at Illinois State. I hope that hell know, gets it done. You, you, I mean, you talk about. I would love that, to be in that position. Love to be in that position. You know, you say that, and I'm sure there's a little bit to it. They're, I mean, they're just trying to win games right now. It's like being in a submarine. They're they're trying to win games, and maybe after the fact, uh, you really like it. But dude, they're just trying to win games. They're they're breaking down Michigan right now, uh, and, and vice versa. So it's it's bizarre the way people's feelings. Have become the. When, let me ask you a question. When did we become so concerned with feelings? Uh, you know how we feel as opposed to how we act. At the end of the day, folks, nobody really cares what your feelings are. I mean, nobody really cares oh, yes. if you're offended. No, wait a minute. No, no. Look, they might tell you that they care. They might even act like they want to care. At the end of the day, people judge you on your actions not your feelings. And we, we sort of made a moral equivalence in this country, and worldwide, I guess, maybe the last you know couple of years or a decade or whatever, we're so concerned with people being offended and their feelings getting hurt that we marginalize the rational voices of our society because those are truly the tolerant people, the people that will listen to you do crazy things. You'll circle an office building and won't let anybody in. You'll wander out in traffic. And we give uh, a voice. We put those people on television. We give them interviews. And if your kids did the same thing at home, uh, they would be punished. And so the feelings now uh, of how people are, it's a completely different one. And I'm segueing that into Odell Beckham Jr. with the New York Giants. Jamie, at some point, that just gets old. It's stale. You know, from your boat trip to South Beach after the playoff game to being annihilated the next week in Green Bay, is there a correlation? I don't know. To the, the diva drama that is it, the supremely, immensely talented Odell Beckham Jr. 
at some point, the New York football giants are going to go, enough, enough. Because there's not a wide receiver in the history of the league that has taken a team to a Super Bowl. Not one. There's the rims on the car. Now, you got a really nice car, and the rims are really flashy. They're the rims on a car. Yeah. They can make the car. Boy, it looks really good. Man, you put those rims on there, it, 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 man, it looks great. Not the engine, not the driver. It's the rims. You know, and at some point, do the New York Giants just say enough? I think so. And I think, um, you know, to your point, you know, correlating this with, with corporate America, you're not too big to fail. And like you said, you're the rims that are driving the car. You're not the wheel. Uh, and, again, it's how much of this, if you're John Mayer, the, the, the Giants president of the GM, and and uh, which is Dave Gettleman now, I believe, but if you're willing to, you know, spend the kind of money, and he's Odell Beckham is, I mean, it. this ought to be required college classes now for athletes. Number one is financial acumen or being able to manage your money if you do make it in the NFL or even if you don't, you know, I, you know, obviously if you even if you get a year in the NFL and make the kind of money you can make, you ought to be able to manage it. Number two is how not to believe that you're bigger than the team <laughs> or know your role, so to speak, to quote, I can't believe I'm quoting LeVar Ball, stay in your lane, but – you can't dictate as much as you might want to. You can't dictate to a general manager that you're bigger, that I'm going to – Odell Beckham saying, uh, I deserve this kind of money. I'm holding out. I'm not taking the field till I get this kind of money. And you know what? Who died and made him God? I mean, it's crazy. I mean, to, to think that he can all of a sudden demand that kind of uh, – money right now because he's the best he made let's let's be honest Odell Beckham's a good wide receiver but he made his money on that one-handed catch against Dallas and all of a sudden he parlayed that into commercial gigs and everything else and he's an ex-LSU guy so I'm proud of him I'm afraid but if you're that kind of guy if you want to demand that kind of money stay away from hookers in a hotel room in Paris with drugs on the on the table or on the bed and stay away from doing something stupid like you did on the on the boat in South Beach. I mean, prove to me you're a better human being than what I just saw in those two instances. Then we'll talk money. Otherwise, don't even knock on my door asking for a contract like that until you can prove that you got your act together. And Jarvis Landry says, come to Cleveland, goes, hey, we'll take. So I'm, I'm trading to Cleveland right now to be with Jarvis Landry. Maybe those two can win a Super Bowl together. I don't know. But am I wrong, Terry? I mean, you, you, what kind of ego is involved here where you think you're bigger than an organization? Or I'm, I'm this. I mean, listen, if life were fair, you and I'd be pulling down a million and a half a piece right now, right? But it ain't. I, I am pulling down, I'm pulling down a million. Well, fair is what comes to town twice a year. It ain't, it ain't implied, applied to you and me. So, again, I, I don't understand. At some point, this just, as much as I want to like the NFL, they're doing everything in their power right now, the players mainly, and some of the owners, to turn me off. And, I, I mean, this is what we do. Sports is, is what I, you know, I really love sports, and I, hopefully the people that are listening love it too. But this morning is a bad day for sports when people like Scott Cross get fired 
and people like Odell Beckham can act an ass and ask for $20 million. Excuse my language. But, I mean, that's – this is ridiculous. There's the sublime and then there's the ridiculous. This morning it is ridiculous. But then again, we do have Sister Jean, so let's take heart. I'll yeah, Sister Jean. you got actually anti-Sister Jean people, amazingly, as that is. Uh, people have time fault with some. She'll offend somebody somewhere. Uh, she already is. That's the craziest. Yeah, Odell Beckham, you know, and I'll say this before we hit this break. Odell Beckham's recent history, you know, he was injured last year, and then he did his uh, pantomime of a dog hiking his leg, uh, his South Beach boat trip, his penchant for beating up uh, kicking nets, some of his outspoken behavior, not to mention the hookers and the drugs, alleged drugs in the uh, hotel room. None of this speaks to the maturity level uh, what you want to have. And at some point, you become more of a liability than you are an asset. Think of it this way. Think of all the really attractive Hollywood actresses out there. I mean, just drop-dead gorgeous, bitter divorce. Some guy somewhere got enough of that and said, you know what, you're a bigger liability than you are an asset. See ya. Yep. Uh, I think we're going to see that at some point with a lot of the athletes. Their their value in their mind far outseeds, exceeds what they are on the field and to the organization. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Water, Jamie Fox, segment brought to you by our friends at Vantage. Jamie will be back to shut it down. We return. Back in a minute. Hey, welcome back in Sports Talk 97.7. Terry Water, Jamie Fox. Uh, the edge. Oh, we're getting all kind of text in here. Let's, uh, let's see. Uh, <laughs> uh, when hurt receivers are getting $15 million a year, it's not crazy for OBG to ask for that kind of money. Uh, okay. Uh, Richie thinks that, uh, <laughs> we enjoy hearing two old fogies rant. Well, fair enough. Uh, let's see. Shane is offended because we, uh, I use the word hooker. It's, uh, escort. And Shane is offended. I think I've triggered Shane. Uh, Shane does have another word, but uh, <laughs> Russell says, you don't get it. We live in a clickbait world. And social media, look at me world. Not ideal, but people thrive on it and make those millennials big money and puts people in seats. Well, here you go. Uh, speaking of the social media world, Odell Beckham, uh, they ask uh, Giants coach Pat Shamur, Schumer, they yeah. asked about Odell Beckham yesterday. And according to Adam Schefter, the quote was, Pat, Pat coach uh, Pat Shumur said, Odell Beckham, and I'm quoting, he's on our team right now. Uh, Odell Beckham fired back. By the way, that's a pretty lukewarm endorsement. He's, like, oh, yeah, he's, on, our, he's on our roster. Hey, did so-and-so play for you? He's on the roster. Not exactly uh, really good. Odell Beckham has come out and said, there's no way he steps foot on the field without an extension of his contract. And so it looks like the time in New York is getting short, Jamie, for, uh, for Odell Beckham Jr. He will not play without a new contract, although he's still on, under contract for, I think, three more years, but that's not good enough for Mr. Beckham. Uh, you want It's stuff like this. I think that the people are just getting tired of the NFL, um, movie stars and things like that. You're, you're, you're more valued than what you're worth. Uh, well, it, it's a bubble. It's a it's a delusional bubble, and kind of like academia in a lot of ways. And not to not to knock it, but I mean, like college presidents, for example, like mainly the college president at, at UTA. 
delusional. And, I mean, there's a lot of good college presidents. They do a lot of good in, in a lot of ways, but most of them are more academically geared. And, you know, athletics is kind of a an inconvenient truth for them. But, and I well, this guy's that. an I mean, engineering president. He's an academician. Yeah. He's a complete yeah. academician. Yeah. And I promise you this morning, he has dealt more with athletics uh, since he ever yesterday to, to yeah. today. Uh, that's not a fun day. Try being his secretary or a couple secretaries he has. Uh, they're getting blown up. You talk about a public relations nightmare for that school right now. And, and they're just hoping it'll pass and maybe there'll be some more big news. It'll take this off the headlines. Uh, you know, he's praying to God that Dallas trades. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Des Bryant or something. <laughs> do, yeah, do something to take us off the Please, off the front please Dallas, uh, trade for Odell Beckham. That's what that's what the college president UTA is hoping hey, for now, this morning. Now, please, hey, hey, please hey, bring I'll the, do that. Yeah. I'll take Odell yeah. Beckham on the, on the Cowboys. Well, Absolutely. Why not? Well, I think while you're at it, let's bring Pac-Man back too then. And Greg Hart. No, don't and, want that. No, there's, there's a difference now. Odell Beckham is just immature. Pac-Man's immature and a criminal. There's a difference. Um, yeah, yeah I, I mean, look, it's the Q value. What do you bring to the equation? Odell Beckham is a is probably the most talented wide receiver in the league. He's injury prone. His decision making uh, skills off the field are very suspect. Uh, he is a handful, and he's cost himself money. Not that he's ever going to worry about that. But, uh, you know, I think that the Giants are going to trade him. And that's going to be the end of it. And we'll see how he does from there. Uh, Shane said, hey, I'll take him for the Saints. Yeah, absolutely, me too. I think a lot of people would. But which Odell Beckham Jr. are you getting? Are you getting the, the petulant child? The immature guy? And look, you still may have a suspension coming uh, with the NFL. You look at that the video of the hotel room in Paris or wherever they were at. It was, with, uh, yes. With the and let me let me make sure I don't trigger Shane with the uh, not escorts. What's, what what word was I supposed to use? Uh, bah, 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 bah. Escorts. Yeah, I can't I can't use the word hookers or prostitutes, but I'll use the word escorts or, or just very friendly, affordable uh, pricing. Is Lady drugs. of the Evening okay? Is the Lady of the yeah, Evening the, all right? The, look, okay. the NFL has still not ruled on that gig yet. And Lord knows what uh, Roger Goodell is going to do. I mean, anybody's the thing about Roger Goodell, you just don't know. You got no idea what Roger Goodell. I don't think Roger knows. It depends if he had his lucky charms that morning or not, I guess. But crazy things going on in the world of sports. Seems to get crazier by the day. Uh, here's another one. We'll talk about this tomorrow. Just when you thought the balls were out of the picture, uh, <laughs> Leangelo, that's the middle one. That's the the 6'5", kind of chunky one, who's averaging 14 points a game in the Swartz Recreational Center League, uh, also known as Lithuania, has obtained an agent, and he will declare for the 2018 NBA draft. Ball will make himself available for the NBA draft. Are you ready for that, Jamie? Um, wow. Uh, I'll alert the media. Uh, let me go buy a stock in that. Um, no, gee, I mean, you talk. I think the key word of the day is delusional, um, isn't it? I mean, does that not is that not applicable here? But my gosh, Terry, I mean, uh, was it Churchill that said, 
you know, we've already, madam, we've already established what you are. Now we're just negotiating the price. I mean, these, well, these people speaking are of negotiation. Just, that's a negotiation. I mean, yeah, of that's part of the, uh, yeah, uh, gee, I mean, I, I'm speechless. And that's, that doesn't happen very often, but I just can't believe how, you know, I, that's like me waking up tomorrow morning and, and believing that I'm actually 6'5 instead of 5'5. Five five. I mean, it's nothing's going to change, but these guys. No matter how they, much you believe that. No matter how much I believe it, and believe me, I've, I've dreamed that. It's never happened, and it's not going to happen. But these, this is just, I mean, it's unbelievable the self-importance, uh, egos in, in, in that business. And right now, I do agree with you, Terry. Odell Beckham, I think a lot of it immaturity. I don't recall any of this ever coming out when he was at Newman High in, in New Orleans or at LSU. But now he's just become this, you know, this uh, really pompous behind that, that I wouldn't spend $10 million on. But You're wondering who he's listening to. Uh, a couple things. Yeah. Russell says no proof it was drugs. It absolutely could have been flour, or it could have been baking soda, or yeah, I don't know what it was. Uh, Michael, <laughs> Michael Shane Lee, uh, compensated companion. I like that. Uh, Richie That's says even better, we have yeah, former, yeah. yeah, we have former Saints cheerleaders suing over discrimination, and Shane right. thinks that uh, New York is a bad place. He'd be better in a smaller market. I don't know if his ego is going to be able to contain Green Bay. Uh, after he's been in New York, but uh, topics for another day. Appreciate everybody in today. Sorry I got off on that rant. I knew I was going to. All my friends listening uh, across the country, uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in as always. All of our local folks, always appreciate you guys chiming in text line, my phone line, everything else. Uh, much appreciated. Uh, we enjoy what we do here. When two old guys get on and rant and rave a little bit, hopefully entertain uh, you a little bit along the way. Thanks to our sponsors, uh, our friends at GB Cooley, uh, Bobby Manning, Attorney at Law, Vantage, Spine of Ale, Pamper the Special People in Your Life, Spine of Ale, 807-1060, Lamy Lane in Monroe, Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union text line, and Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital, simply the best bacteria you can get anywhere in the free world, U.S. 165 North in Monroe, 318. 345-4545. Make sure you stay tuned to Sean Fox Sports Company this afternoon at Three Bells. 4-1 Simsboro alum and mighty proud at that John Tabor. For the 6-5 Jamie Fox. I am Terry Walter. You guys have a great day. Aloha. We'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to The Edge with Terry Waltrip. No matter what the topic, Terry will take it on. He's not scared, and you better not be either. We want to see you right back here every single weekday. Missed it? No problem. You can catch the podcast on iTunes and in the Google Play Store. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.